Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where as two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the HB5 Studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you. As always, we have Chris from Red Hill Brewery. Um, so we've got, like I said, a great show. I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? Without further ado, let me go ahead and bring in the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's honorable mention father of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's, oh, wait, no, that's Jeremy. <laughs> it's Jeremy! <laughs> Younger, better looking, not as good of a cook. Yeah. That's me. That's that's the only difference between me and Mojo. Nice. (laughs) I like the intro or the music. And that's good. Jeremy, you spoke in class today. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta we gotta cut that one out pretty soon because I think there's a a wordy nerd coming up. Uh oh. Wow. Um well thank you for tuning into the show. Do you got this part or yeah, so check us out on the uh, the interwebs, um, southernfriedphilosophy.com, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Stitcher, Pinterest, <laughs> everywhere you can find us on the internet, southernfriedphilosophy.com. Or SFP Radio SFP for Radio. our Twitter, Twitters and Instagram and things of that nature. Yep. Evidently, there's supposed to be a Patreon link where people can donate, though I keep going there and I still can't donate to myself. So, Man, we got to hmm, get that going. One of these days. Um, hey, one thing that I did want to bring up is there is a Booty Brews and Beats event that's coming up on uh, May 13th, and it is a benefit for the 24 Foundation that benefits uh, cancer research for the local area and national area, and it will be at Three Spirits Brewery from 3 to 6, like I said, on May 13th. So um, check it out. If you need some information, we will have that up on the sponsors portion of our website or you can check him out at Blake at tech7partners.com. It's Blake uh, from Lenny the Band. So we'll, uh, they're partnering with uh, Three Three Spirits Brewery, uh, 24 uh, Foundation, and Tech 7 Team. So anyway, if you want some more information, we'll have that on the sponsors uh, portion of the website. So very cool. We're ready to get rolling. Uh, I'm going to ask you, like I asked every week, Jeremy, how you be doing? I uh, have a roller coaster of emotions this week. Man. Oh no! <laughs> what is it? Just on the way over here, I had a roller coaster of emotions. Mm. So um, we'll find out. Number one, if my wife listens this week. Oh. Uh, so I stopped at McDonald's on the way over here. Uh-oh. That's what I'm going to get yelled at for. <laughs> and um, on my way, you know, I'm thinking on my way over here about uh, turning 30 in, here in a couple mm. months. Mm. And here it comes. Last year, when I was turning 29, I thought. I'm going to do 30 nice things for people this year and like really like make it count. Right. (laughs) And I don't know why I was thinking about that, but as I'm thinking about that, pulling out of the McDonald's parking lot, Mm -hmm. I see on the car in front of me, a lady's wallet. Oh, and so I threw my car in park, Mm -hmm. got out. She's taken off. I'm running, yelling, stopped her, got her wallet, gave it to her. I felt good about myself. Nice. It's like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then I realized that as I was leaving, I remembered that I went through it in park while I was still going a little bit. And mm. so, so I'm like all of a sudden right back down. Oh, no. And I was like, man. So luckily the car still works. Good to go. Um, and then on my oh. way over here. So the car stalled out when you threw it in park? No, that- I just like as I was coming back to my car, I remembered the sequence of events <laughs> and was like, please let my car run work. Please let my car work. And so that was the down part. And then it started working again. I was like, sweet. Oh, that's fantastic. So There's nothing like, worse no, than like no more car nice troubles. For 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this could be bad. Sorry, I had you down. So then um, on, uh, you know, I, at a stoplight, I uh, just got a little news alert from my phone and I, I pulled mm. it up. Do you know uh, Chris Saka? Uh, I've heard the name. So have you heard of Chris Saka? Mm. So he's a um, a capital venturist or capital. Yeah. Venture capitalist. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he's on Shark Tank sometimes. He's like a guest on Shark Tank. And me and my wife hate him. Hate him so much. I got an alert (laughs) that he's retiring. He's retiring. And that made you happy. That made me very happy. (laughs) So that doesn't burn your biscuit. That just makes you happy. No, I was very happy. Yeah. So does that count towards like a good thing? The the 30 good things? I wish it did. I wish it did. I didn't do that though. Yeah. (laughs) That might take away from my giving the young lady her wallet back. (laughs) Maybe you should feel bad that he's retiring and that counts as number two. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm running out of time to do it though. I've got till September. So I've, gone what eight months now with doing nothing you filled in for me and mojo for the podcast that counts for one right i appreciate that (laughs) i was thinking though how would you like to be the 31st person (laughs) and his list he's like dang it i gotta wait till next year (laughs) yeah so man so that's me how you be darn what if you what if you were the person that bought the lotto ticket right in front of that guy and it's the last day of your birthday yeah like i gotta do one more good thing Mm, I don't think you would give it back. I wouldn't. No. No. Uh, it's not worth it. For me, I've got a victory for myself as well. Okay. I don't know Sako or whatever his name is <laughs> that's retiring, but I think we have a victory for our squirrel issue. Finally. So we had Michael come back, Blaine, whatever his name is. We right. had him come back to the house, and they think that they found where the squirrels are getting in. Okay. So we are going to seal that sucker up. We've put traps all over the house, and... Uh, we're going to pray to the good Lord that those So that those was, die. what, two weeks ago that you thought you had it solved? Yeah, but and this so time we really okay. think that we've got it. So We'll see. <laughs> Isn't two- Michael Blaine the magician? <laughs> uh, or the... Uh, What's his name? Uh, David Blaine. David Blaine. David, David Blaine. Blaine. No, uh, Blaine Michael is the pacifist uh, squirrel killer yeah. that doesn't want to kill squirrels. But he, he set out the traps today, by the way. He's <laughs> like, I'm done with this. I'm tired of coming to your house. If they got to die, they're going to die. So we may have a squirrel issue resolved. So probably tune in next week if you want to know about Biggin's, uh, Biggin's squirrel issue. The squirrel saga continues. Oh, so anyway, so that's how I've been doing. Hopefully, awesome. hopefully things are going to get uh, a little bit better. <laughs> The tears are flowing, they're coming once again And I'm starting fights that I just can't win Why do I try? I never can tell This time of the month, though it sure is hell Alright, so that time of the month, it is not what you think, ladies and gentlemen. It is just a time where we talk to you and let you guys know about the upcoming holidays, the uh, things that uh, are celebrated for this upcoming month, and all the things that, uh, that we don't really have Hallmark cards for, but we should we should probably should. So um, let's kind of get started on some of these. So May, you may not know, is American Wetlands Month. I just get tickled when I hear the word wetlands. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a good one. Um, better hearing and speech month. I think I should probably take a hold of that one. Yeah, Mrs. I'm... Biggin wants you to. <laughs> What'd you say? That one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? Um, bladder cancer awareness month. That, that's not funny, but I just thought I'd put that in there. Um, borderline personality disorder month. So uh, I think that's evidently what Mother Nature has 
uh, coming up <laughs> yeah. because it was hot one week and then cold and then hot one day and then cold and I mean come on like get your stuff together that's how we do in the spring here yeah um, by the way I, I saw the movie Split did you see have you I have seen not, that movie I watched it Monday night oh did man you? look at that I, I watched it Tuesday night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. It was a good movie, Was right? that a borderline personality disorder? I think it was. Maybe we're the same person, but... It, <laughs> well, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because we're twins. That's right. Um, do you have anything that you want to highlight for this month? Yeah, I like um, Get Caught Reading Month. That <laughs> one, uh, I like that one because I'm trying to read more. It sounds like it's dirty, though. Like, oh, I got like caught reading. Like, you get reading. caught, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe little... that would make reading more fun for everybody. <laughs> you would think. Right? If we made it dirty. Depends on what it's you're so reading. so taboo to read. Yeah. Right? Uh, um, National Salad Month. What the heck one? is that? Like, why? Like <sighs> National Hamburger Month. It, okay, so you have Barbecue Month. You have Egg Month. Egg Month. Uh, and Salad I'm, Month in the same one. Salsa? Salsa Month. I'm hungry. And Sweet Vidalia Month. So it sounds to me like we just put them all together. <sighs> and that's one big sandwich. It really is. Ooh. Like, you legitimately could put everything in a salad on a hamburger. Lettuce, it's National tomato. Combined National Days of the Month <laughs> Month. That would be an amazing... Well, that would probably fall into Mystery Month because that's it's also... Oh, we May. forgot Sweet Vidalia Onions. Yeah, so you, you put all that in a salad. You yeah. can put all that in a... In a uh, burger, sounds pretty Either good. Way. To me. Um, I just... like that Maytag has their own month. Yeah, it's Maytag month, right? Like, so... how do you get sponsorship for that? <laughs> so we can create our own month. Yeah, right? I, I, I mean, I think <laughs> as most Hill of these month? prove, uh, yes, you can. Yeah, like go fetch. It's a food drive for homeless animals month. Like, <laughs> really, <laughs> really? Clean I... car month. I uh, <laughs> that one I need to get into. Also, I need La- to celebrate. It's Latino Books Month. <laughs> Like, are we getting that? Like, well, we're in the society where everyone needs a trophy, right? So even uh, abstract things need trophies. Like, where so yeah. we create months for them. Yeah, where's the German book month? Like, you don't I see mean, that. That's coming. next month. That's next month. Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> Cardis would like homeschool awareness month. That's true. He would. He Way would. to go, Cardis. Um, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so, some of the weekly things that we'll talk about. Um, we'll talk about Children's Book Week. Yeah. That's coming up here in a second. But also, the second week is Toad Suck Days. From the 5th through the 7th. I don't quite understand that one. Like, what do you do with a toad suck? It's um, something you've never... <laughs> I don't... Well, we'll just skip that one. We'll leave that one there. Um, so the, the next week is National Nurses Day and Week Day. Um, so yeah, I think we talked fantastic. about that with uh, Mojo's Nurses when they were in here. They yeah. mentioned that day, uh, that week. They have a week. Yeah. The next thing is Dating and Life Coaches Recognition Week. I need to recognize recognize my dating coach. Yeah, like how is that combined? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you, you know, mm, date your life coach. Either that know. says something about if your you life's better, or your maybe life your coach. dating's yeah, better. Your, your dating life is better because of your life coach. Right <laughs> there, you go. Okay. Or or the other way around, your life is better because your dating coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, there's a dating coach. I think that's what I it is. dating a, coach yeah. and life coach. I need a date coach. <laughs> I need one of those things. <laughs> Again, Mrs. Biggin says yes. <laughs> she says yes. Uh, um, last last week was uh, American Craft Beer Week. No, it's upcoming the fifteenth through the twenty first. I don't know if you saw that or not. Are oh, you, are I'm you in celebrating. The wrong... Yeah, you're celebrating. Yeah. Movie. Are you guys celebrating doing anything? And we're actually in Craft Beer Month. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That Man, was not on that. our sheet. We celebrate every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So there is a group of these that I kind of want to like bring up. So. Okay. 
There is the 7th through the 13th. It's international, and I'm going to be delicate on this one. Um, <laughs> it is international uh, part that rhymes with Dolores Awareness Week. So if you are familiar with that Seinfeld episode. Um, <laughs> Thesaurus? Yes, it's international, sounds, with, uh, sounds like Dolores Week. But it's the same week as National Raisin Week. <laughs> you can't make this up. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Uh, so, and then the the following week is National Nursing Home Week. <laughs> like it's almost like a a. They should have combined nursing home with raisin. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know why, potato, but that just potato. sounds like it goes together. Yeah, yeah like yeah. every from from the first week, it, everything is starting to shrivel up at that point. <laughs> And then the, it follows up with Root Canal Awareness Week. So I like that uh, National Nursing Home Week. They have a special note. Starts Mother's Day. <laughs> right. Hey, Mama C. <laughs> we know you listen every week, so <laughs> special shout out. Happy Mother's Day. So uh, we are a family-friendly podcast, and that is one thing that we kind of try to pride ourselves in. We try not to go too awfully... Um, we'll say blue, I guess. Hence we could the say. rhymes with thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, so it is International Children's Book Week. So I thought that it would be beneficial. We can bring uh, Ethan in uh, if we want to. <laughs> uh, and we're going to read Green Eggs and Ham. Sounds good. Would, does he want to participate? Uh, you know, I think he might. We can bring him in if you'd like to. Let's bring him. He, he turned you down. Is he busy? Did he turn you down? Yeah. That's he's amazing. Busy? He said, "I just want to watch this." Oh, oh wow. he's he's uh, he's crashing. Okay, all right. Sorry. Hey, no, no problem. You have to edit that part out. <laughs> I can play Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds um, good. So we're gonna read uh, Green Eggs and Ham. So listen, if you've got uh, your kids around the podcast, you're driving in the car, just turn this beat up, and uh, and we will uh, windows down, music windows up. down, podcast uh, up, podcast up. There you go. So uh, here we go. I like green eggs and beer. (laughs) (laughs) You say, you may ask yourself why green eggs and ham because it has to deal with food, duh. And uh, Biggin's reading it. So this is one of his favorite books because it deals with food. Biggin picked it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we go. I am Sam. I am Sam. Now at this point, he looks like he is running around a guy in a doctor's office there. He's sitting in a chair behind a wall or there's a wall there and he's reading. looks like a newspaper that he doesn't want to, uh, to see at all. You all right there, Chief? Yeah, I'm looking at it on my phone and see how long it is. <laughs> Go ahead. Sam I am. Uh, that Sam I am, that Sam I am, I do not like that Sam I am. So he's a crotchety old man already yeah. at the doctor's office. Uh, do you like green eggs and ham, he says. That's a good question to start off. Uh, I do not like them, Sam I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Uh, would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. So th- at this point, he's uh, left the doctor's office, okay. and he is, he's going home. Right. He says, I, I don't have any, one, any part of this, and Sam doesn't get the clue at this point. I'm just curious if he yeah. likes green eggs or ham, though. Well, He's not being very clear. He's not clear, but he will be. Uh, <laughs> would you like them in a house, and would you like them with a mouse? And now he says, I do not like them in a house, and I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. So he's a little he's a little peeved right now. Yeah, I would be too. You've asked a couple times. Yeah. Um, now, he, keep in mind, he is a great salesman. 
and I wish he worked for the show. So I'm going to try to figure out how to employ this gentleman. Uh, would you like them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? I don't know why he keeps going to animals to eat them with <laughs> mouse or fox. And I'm a little concerned about the sanitary. Well, reasons. he keeps giving them a place and right. then a thing. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if you don't want to be in somewhere, how about you get with somebody? Right. Yeah. Going back to Talk your to the friend. Yeah. 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 He's a good salesman. He is. Not in a box and not with a fox. Not in a house and not with a mouse. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. Uh, would you, could you, in a car, eat them, eat them, here they are. I would not, could not, in a car. You may like them, you will see. You may like them in a tree. So at this point, he's got him try to do it in a car, and try, and now he's in, in, a, in a tree right now. At so at point. least we got rid of the animals. Well, I think they might be coming back. Uh, he said, I, I would not like them in a tree, not in a car. You let me be! He's ticked. He's he's getting a little upset. Because uh, who in the world eats green eggs and anything in a car? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just... Can I say something for a second? Yeah, come on. Yeah, Bring the heat. We're, we're eating green eggs and ham. Do you like green eggs and ham? Um, you're scaring me. When, you scared me when I, like, screamed. Can you yeah. restart it because I didn't hear any? <laughs> okay. Uh, He'll get the gist. Okay, yeah. yeah uh, we can pick it up. Uh, I do not like them in a box, and I do not like them with a fox. <laughs> I do not like them in a house, and I do not like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there, and I do not like them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Sam, I am. Is he writing all these down? I don't. I wouldn't be able to remember yeah. all the places he, he's asked me. He's a crotchety old man, and he's doing Daddy? really good at yeah. this. Hold on. Can you just tell me how to turn this thing on? All right. I got you, Chief. You're, you're, you're live. All right. All right. Let's listen. Okay. So, in a train. A train. Could you? Would you? On a train? Like, he's not giving up at this point. No. He wants to know, like, in no. some type of vehicle. He's never going to give up. You're right. He is never. He's the ultimate salesman, isn't he? He does not like green and eggs. And when I and think of a train, happens. I'm thinking, like, Tom Hanks and Polar Express, and he oh, comes yeah. out, and it's like, we have green eggs and ham, right? And all these guys serving green eggs They're and ham, excited. which I would say yes to. Yeah. yeah, I would probably do it there. I'd give it a try. How about that? But no, he doesn't. He says, not in a train, <laughs> not in a tree, not in a car. <laughs> you let me be! <laughs> Oh, my God. You're right. I would not, could not in a box, and I could not, would not with a fox. I will not eat them with a mouse, and I will not eat them in a house. I will not eat them here or there, and I will not eat them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am. So at this point, I can understand maybe it's not visually pleasant to look at green eggs and ham. It could be, like, you know, moldy or whatever. My will would be weakening at this point. Like you would think, fine, I'll eat them. If well, you don't like Sam as much as he doesn't like Sam, you figure one bite. Yeah, yeah, just gets him off. At your this back. point, I would have given up. You yep. throw him off the train. I like. You know. Yeah, I like. Like again, if he said, "Would you like green oh. eggs in beer?" <laughs> or, that would be perfect. What's his name's going? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, yes, yes. I'll eat them anywhere. Yep. Yeah. So he's gonna try it in with the a dark. fox, with a box, <laughs> all the stuff. Say in, in the, the dark. house in the house. Exactly. There you go. Say, in the dark, here in the dark, would you, could you in the dark? I would not, could not in the dark. And then he says, what about the rain? Now, why would you decide to go eat in the rain? I don't know. He likes his eggs scrambled. Do <laughs> um, you know why? 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 Because it's because his food would get wet. That's true. That's why he doesn't want to eat in the rain. Oh, that, well, I'm he doesn't you. like it so far. 
Would you, could you in the rain? I would not, could not in the rain. Not in the dark, not in the train, not in a car, not in a tree. I do not like them, Sam, you see. Not in a house and not in a box, not with a mouse and not with a fox. I will not eat them here or there. I will not eat them anywhere. And then Sam brings the ultimate question at this point. Wait, you don't like green eggs now? <laughs> so at this point, he finally asks him, hey, you don't like it? The light bulb has gone off. Like, yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, and then he says, I don't like green eggs and ham, Sam. Uh, but he doesn't give up. So now he goes back to the, the back farm to the animals. animals. Yeah. Uh, could you, would you with a goat? Mm. Uh, again, the sanitary part of that. I, I would not, could not with a goat. Uh, would you on a boat? I would not, could not on a boat. I will not, will not with a goat. I will not eat them in the rain, and I will not eat them on a train. I'm not in the dark, not in the tree, not in the car. You let me be. I do not like but them. Can I tell you something first? Yes, sir. Why would people eat uh, green eggs and ham inside a boat? That's a and, great question. And, and, and the boat tilted, and, and they just dropped their food inside the water. That would be so funny. You're going to need to talk. <laughs> That's why he said no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, he, he, finally, he started to wear it down. He's like, maybe in a boat. He's like, no, but then I'd lose it. Yeah. Maybe you need to talk to your dad about taking a cruise one day. Okay, I've been I've been on a boat that didn't even move, and it was a battle trip. Oh man! Wow. Okay. <laughs> right. Not in a car. You let me be. I do not like them in a boat. I do not like them with a fox. I do not like them in a house, and I don't like them with a mouse. I do not like them here or there. I do not want them anywhere. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam. I am. And then he says, "Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me change my strategy at this point." So I'm hearing that you don't like it. Uh, you don't like them, you say? Try them, try them, and you may. Try them, and you may, I say. So he, he's been trying to get them to try it at different locations. Right. Maybe just like, well, maybe just if you just try it. <laughs> Sam, if you'll let me be, I will try them, and you will see. And he looks at the next page like, oh, I'm going to eat this. Which, oh, it yeah, I, I love that page. I yeah. really love that page. And That's a good what, one. And guess what happens? What? what happens? He will eat them everywhere. Hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert? Spoiler Why alert. Why you spoiler alert? I haven't finished the book yet. I don't appreciate that. Anyway, <laughs> say, I like I like green eggs and ham. I do. I like them, Sam I am. I would eat them in a boat, and I would eat them with a goat, and I will eat them in a train, and in the dark, and in the rain, and in a car, and in a tree. They're so good, so good, you see. So I will eat them in a box. I will eat them with a fox. I will eat them in a house, and I will eat them with a mouse. I will eat them here or there. Sam, I'll eat them anywhere. All right, so that was uh, Southern Fried Philosophy's reading of Green Eggs and Ham with uh, Chris from Red Hill and Ethan, his son. So that was uh, good times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so let's go to a little bit of uh, some wacky news. So um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, hey, stay away from the monkeys. Uh, wildlife officials are issuing a warning after reported sighting near Opaka. Opapka. I have no idea where that is in Florida. It's right by Orlando. Okay. So uh, apparently these guys are in neighborhoods in Orlando. Right. Uh, people should not approach or feed the monkeys. Uh, this should be like a newsflash. Yeah. Uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife spokesman Susan Smith wrote today in an email with all capital letters for emphasis, avoid contact and observe only from a safe distance. 
Um, so evidently there are uh, a ton of these, um, oh, what kind of Reese's monkeys, which every time I see here, like Reese's monkeys, I think of like the candy, right? Like I wish they the were. Yeah. The Reese's cups. Um, they take it very seriously. They said that, uh, that there are a bunch of monkeys that are just starting to get a little bit, a uh, little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, now we should, uh, preface this, that the, these monkeys did not escape from like no. Disney's animal kingdom or anything. Yeah. Uh, native to central and Southeast Asia, Reese's monkeys are spotted from time to time in central Florida and are thought to be related to a troop of monkeys brought to Silver Spring State Park in the 1930s. To watch this boost the allure of a river cruise tourist attraction. Genius uh, mm, marketing to Good me. marketing there. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought these things in, and now they've kind of, we shall say, um, had a lot of hello time uh, with that. So they had a few of them. Now, in the past decade, they said they've removed 772 Reese's monkeys from that area. It's insane. But, uh, and then a, in a public outcry, the sale of primates to bio- biomedical research facilities, they said, oh, we're going to stop collecting them or stop, like, trapping them. <laughs> right. Because we, it's it's inhumane for right. the monkeys. Um, as a University of Florida biologist estimate, there are about 200 Reese's monkeys living in that region. And mm. they're so uh, if I remember correctly, they're on an island. They were on an island, and they just like get off the island sometimes. <laughs> it's like Survivor for monkeys, right? Yeah, uh, they got voted off the island. They're adept uh, climbers and swimmers, so that little river cruise thing, uh, they're just you know popping up on the uh, on stowaways. The ship. Yeah, they and put then... a little trench coat on, little <laughs> little yellow hat. It's like Curious George, exactly. And, and then they just get off and. Uh, well, that's probably a bad thing to say. <laughs> they, they eventually will. How about that? Yeah. Uh, they will uh, get off that little boat and uh, go say have, have a little hello time with their neighbor when they get on the other side. That's, that's so, I was texting some friends in Orlando this morning, making sure that they stayed far away, didn't feed them after midnight, didn't get them. That was gremlin. Sorry. Oh, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Stay away from the monkeys. <laughs> um, I do think it's uh, ironic that this story comes out the day after my father has moved from Florida <laughs> to here. So evidently in South Carolina, there's also another uh, state park uh, that has Reese's monkeys that are on oh, there. Oh, really? That potentially could make their way. Uh, we saw a ton of them in India. And yeah. those little suckers, man, they will fly all over the place. Right, that's where they're supposed to be. Right. Not I mean, in the swamps of Florida. They're just like little human people that like <laughs> run around and they like take bottled water from you and right. like take the cap off and drink it right in front of you. <laughs> You're like, hey, chief, that's mine. <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, these things can um, they can be a little aggravating. I will tell yeah. you, yeah. But there's, I think there might be some crazier stuff going on in South Carolina though than, <laughs> than monkeys. <laughs> What's that? So uh, the South Carolina legislature. So anyone listening outside of uh, North Carolina know, wouldn't know this, but here in uh, the Charlotte Concord area, we call South Carolina the lawless wasteland. <laughs> um, there, the laws there don't really make sense, um, and they've got another one that they're proposing so this is a law update like yeah like oh. this is our libertarian update all right here we dun, go dun, dun. we got music for that by the way perfect perfect oh Love it. This is your America. I wish we could just listen to this and not hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so we might need to change those lyrics to uh, mm-hmm. a, a country north of South Korea. Um, <laughs> so apparently in South Carolina, we're going to start censoring the internet. Oh, how about yeah. it? So any new cell phone or computer you buy, anything that can get to the internet, mm-hmm. um, will have software on it in South mm-hmm. Carolina. Okay. That um, stops you from going to certain websites. Whoa. These are um, like uh, cooking? Pornographic website? websites. Wow. Yeah. Bringing the heat. So whether you agree or disagree with, you know, the idea of looking at porn or mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Which um, strongly I disagree with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but censoring the internet seems like a bad idea to me. Yeah. No, I will give you that. Like, we should not be... So, what's the deal? Like, how does that work? So, they'll put this um, stuff on it, and the way they get around saying <laughs> they that there's... stuff on I, it. The software. Okay, I gotcha. should say that since I'm a <laughs> like you know, Saran developer. Like what do they do it? Yeah, so they put this um, software on it that stops you from at being able to access any porn. Oh, okay. Um, but the way they can get around without saying that they're censoring the internet mm-hmm. is they're putting a tax on it. A, what? What? If you pay this tax, they'll take it off. A tax? Yeah. What like how does that even work? Um, you know, you pay, you know, three hundred thousand dollars and no, you would think because then that would do something. No, it's twenty dollars. Right. <laughs> you pay twenty dollars and they'll take the software how off. How is it a tax though? So That's what they're calling it. They're calling it a tax. Like my deal is like I completely disagree with the healthcare tax. Like right. that's not a tax you should have. So sorry if that offends you, but it is what it is. It's not a tax. And you can't have like a anti porn tax. Well, they have, you know, all sorts of uh uh, what do they call them? Um, vice taxes, cigarette taxes. I, okay. Um, yeah, I don't agree you know, with alcohol that. taxes. Don't agree with that. Yeah, liquor tax. Like, I you definitely know. don't agree with that part. Um, but now we're gonna have a porn tax. Wow, that's. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it'll just shut it down. Like, I think it. Um, it goes to the uh, whitehouse.gov website. It just automatically redirects you. Oh, my gosh. That's a joke. I don't know what it does. But, uh, I mean, it probably comes up with a big, like, nanny state, you know, stop sign. Yeah. And says, you are blocked from going to this. We know better than you. <laughs> and uh, has Kim Jong-un on it. <laughs> it's like that uh, ESPN commercial with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Where, like, he tries to, like, block. He gets or blocked the uh, Dikembe Mutombo. No, no, no. no. <laughs> now, how about this? I would not pay the $20 just to see Mutombo go, no, no, no. And I would just be trying to hit, like, yeah. all the nasty sides just to see that all day. <laughs> or I could just go to YouTube and watch it either way. It's insane to me, man. Yeah. I don't understand where we're going. What have we done? Like, where are we going? Like, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> People so aren't allowed to do legal things anymore. What is the, what is, like, I can maybe understand, okay, cigarette tax will go to maybe help cancer patients or. Yeah, I mean, this is, um, they're, you know, the money is supposedly going towards um, helping stop um, sex trafficking, which we talked about a few episodes back, mm, yeah. um, which, you know, is a great thing. And, right. you know, we all should uh, do our part to pitch in for it. But um, (laughs) censoring the internet seems like a bad idea. I don't know if this is me as a libertarian. I don't know if this is me as a web developer who's on the internet 10 hours a day. Um, Or if this is just wrong. I don't know. What do you think? So could you just say, like, honey, I'm trying to help, you know, support (laughs) sex trafficking. Yeah, I had to pay the $20. So I had to pay the $20. That might be a way to to do that. Is it just a one-time fee? Yeah, one-time for them to take the software off your personal property. Gotcha. So is it for per device as well? Per device. Like if you have like a laptop, a tablet. $20. $20. Wow. A cell phone. $20. Another cell phone. $20. Burner cell phone. $20. Porn, porn phone. $20. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. 
So, you know, I mean, I the bigger thing is that this is just a step towards the government controlling what you can go to on the internet. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that. I mean, there's a thing with, uh, you know, North Korea only has like 20 websites that their um, their populace is allowed to go to. <laughs> I mean, are we going, getting, going in that direction? King Jong-il is great. Yeah. Kim Jong-il is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kim Jong-un is good.com. <laughs> King Jong-il is <laughs> <Yeah>. awesome.com. <laughs> King Jung Ong is awesome. Dot NK, and then Food Network, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Travel Channel. What? No, they, they're not going to let true. them see the Travel that's, Channel. That's they're, very they're true. Something. What do you think those tw- twenty websites are? I, there was a list that came out. Oh, I would um, love to see that list. Yeah, I I don't remember, uh, but I know they were all government sponsored. Oh, of and course, definitely government run. Oh, um, yeah. it's so bad, man. <laughs> Uh, the list reportedly oh, unveiled by a U.S.-based engineer reveals fewer than 30 websites. Oh, my gosh. And I've got a list, list of the the um, the links. Um, let's see. Could you imagine, like, if you're sitting there like, why is everybody saying this internet thing is so great? Like, there's only 30 places you can go. Yeah. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Um, let's see. Air Coro. I'm going to murder these, yeah, by the way. Which, uh, uh, I'm a flight ticket them. website. Okay. So you can, you know, fly anywhere in North Korea. I'm okay, assuming. that's what I'm to say. Um, here you go. Uh, cooks.org.kp. There you go. Okay. Culinary website. Uh, friend.kp. <laughs> it's similar to Yahoo or Yahoo as you Americans call it. Um, gnu.rep.kp. National Unity. Uh-huh. A religious group. Uh, a <laughs> sure. government-run religious group um cast.org.kp korean associates of social scientists okay uh education website for school and adult courses Hmm. um the kcna.kp korean central news agency (laughs) sweet our bombs rock that's the headline Um, this week i'm gonna skip over a couple of these insurance company travel company um charity charity film website which those films gotta be awesome (laughs) um that one you can't access. Tour, Korean Tourism Board. Wow. Can't access, can't access, can't access, can't access, can't access. There's a bunch of those. Wow. Sports website. It, it just, hmm. That's what we're going to get to. You think so? It's going to be we whitehouse.gov. Yep. Uh, it's going to be um, boardofeducation.gov. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just going to we're gonna get rid of .com, .net, .org. We're just going to be .gov. And foodnetwork.gov. And foodnetwork.gov. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's... it's it's getting bad, man. It is. So we, we mentioned ESPN earlier. Yeah. So there was a story out. There will be no ESPN, I promise oh, you. I get, well, listen, after this thing, there may not be a whole lot of That's ESPN true. left. So let's talk about ESPN yeah. for a minute. So they recently said that they've had um, some layoffs. Yeah. They're, they're like going to like crush like a bunch of people. 100 people today. Wow. 100 uh, on-air personality. Mm. So um, what's the purpose? Why are they trying to get rid of it? So, I mean, I don't know about you and your uh, TV watching, but mm. I have not gone to ESPN's website since football season was over. That's true. Because, And the only reason I would go during football season is because my fantasy team is there. Yeah, it's just basketball season for me. And I'm yeah. yeah. Um, I have not watched an ESPN program since football season. Mm. I haven't, you know, I haven't consumed anything through ESPN since football season. Because I get my um, my sports news elsewhere. I've got mm-hmm. many other sites that I go to, um, and I watch my sports um, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, MLB has MLB.tv where you can watch all baseball games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NFL has NFL Sunday Ticket where you can watch all the football games. Um, even Twitter's uh, was streaming football games, and mm-hmm. then Amazon streaming them. Yeah. So you know, there's so many cord cutters yeah. that they don't need that many on air 
you know their stuff is going down yeah but also their the rights to sh- to pe- for them to um have the rights to play this these sports games yeah is so high hmm. because ESPN has to be the only one to do it or have the most sports played mm-hmm. and so sports know they can charge whatever they want oh gotcha and, and so, so it's, it's more of an issue of like cost cutting like they've got to get rid of them killing like cutting costs like crazy wow if only they got their information from the sporting news yeah. that would be awesome <laughs> yes <laughs> shameless plug the sporting news.com <laughs> actually it's just sporting news.com but um so yeah they cut a hundred people is wow. the this um what people thought it was going to end up being yeah um a couple big ones uh trent dilfer mm-hmm. who did uh sunday night prime time i think for you know nfl one of those um Danny Cannell, who um, does college sports. Um, Ed Warder. Do you remember Ed Warder? Mm-hmm. He is the local Cowboys guy. Okay. So he's big and, yeah. you know, Cowboys. Um, Jay Crawford. Wow. He was a sports center anchor. He also did first take, I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, a, you know, bigger yeah. name guy. And then a lot of, like, local area, you know, guys that just yeah. are, like, in with each team. They just don't need them anymore. Wow. Um, so Tebow got out in time, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was with the uh, with the SEC, SEC network. network. Yeah, and then Kaylee Hartung. I saw where she moved over to CNN. Yeah, um, um, they got rid of their entire NHL staff except for <laughs> the hair Barry Melrose. Oh my the gosh, only, he's he is ESPN NHL. Holy cow, that's so, insane. Well, and I don't know. Like you were saying, you don't watch ESPN. The the few times that I did, like mm-hmm. it was just it seemed. Like so much more than just sports. Like yeah. I remember when they like they did all of Obama's speech. They like get, they're getting so political. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like why watch it when it's just you just want to escape, right? right. You want to watch sports. You want to not hear about politics. But yep. then you've got you know this guy talking about gun rights. You have that person talking about you know domestic. And, you violence. know there is a place for athletes to speak their mind about you know certain things, but when that's all you cover. Yeah, and you know it's you know often known as the Tim Tebow Network, and because they cover Tim Tebow's every you know <laughs> right. swing, right? Um, it's just like they're going too much, yeah. You know, um, and they have so many on-air personalities, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, I forget who it was. I read on my way over here. Someone said um, that they think this is going to be an annual thing for the next ten years. Hmm. That they're going to cut wow. around a hundred on-air personality every year for the next ten years. So is unemployment having the best week ever, you think? I mean, I don't think these people are going to be unemployed very long. Um, yeah. I think most of them are going to, like Fox Sport, Fox News, Fox Sports 1, not Fox News, Fox yeah. Sports 1. Well, speaking of Fox News, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Well, how about that? Yeah, I mean. Mm. I mean, you kind of saw it coming, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been coming for a while. <laughs> yeah. I Have mean, you seen his average, the average uh, watcher of his? The average My dad? Age? My dad, seventy-two. Yeah. yeah, that's right around my dad's age. Yeah, that's yeah. the average age of person that watches his show. The uh, one of the the key things for uh, my dad when mm-hmm. signing up cable, he he has one hundred and twenty-five channels. Okay. By the way, he watches Fox News and then the SEC Network and CBS. <laughs> one hundred and twenty-five, and he wants three. Yeah, I'm like all right, Dad, you got those three. I mean, that's the problem with like you know we've got a massive problem with cable in this country yeah. where you know they're allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. You know, they've got us over a barrel, so to say, and showing us all 50 states. Huh? <laughs> when when they've got us there, they uh, they don't just hold it. They do yeah. what they want. Yeah. How about um, it? You know, you can only get 
there's what do we have options two options you know um so they can do whatever they want now there is stuff like youtube tv coming out i don't Mm -hmm. know if you heard about that yeah so that's going to be pretty awesome sling tv is pretty good playstation view yeah but here's the thing though at some point they're going to wise up and be like oh well everybody's watching it through internet so we're going to just jack up the internet rates even more yeah i mean the internet prices are pretty bad Hmm. here um if you compare to other places in the world yeah um we get pretty slow speeds for pretty expensive yeah um but honestly i mean i think we're going to go to a place where internet's going to become a utility Oh, yeah. yeah and no so internet prices are going to go down. I hope so. At least more some, some more competition. I don't think there's going to be any competition. You think? Like, yeah. Well, you've got Google, Google, right? And then... Yeah, but Google tried fiber here in Charlotte, and they got pushed out by government bureaucrat. You know, government... No, it's here, right? Yeah, they stopped installing. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. The neighborhood up by our, uh, my house is uh, right across the line into Charlotte, because they're only doing Charlotte, mm-hmm. and uh, they stopped... Wow. Stopped installing. So people Ooh. who had signed up before are still getting it. But wow. if you hadn't signed up already, they're stopped in that area. Now, I saw Verizon's doing one. It's like a gigabyte for 70 bucks a month, but that's really not the case. And there's a whole bunch of stuff about it. But yeah. Anyway. I mean, the internet stuff here is so bad and we yeah. use it all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's our lifeblood and that's why it's going to become a utility. Yeah. And we're going to have no control over it. Yeah. Well... Hey, North Korea. And, yeah, full circle doing? back to North Korea. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm telling you, man, it's a, it's a crazy place we live in. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have Chris from Red Hill Brewery in Concord, North Carolina. So um, stick around. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's springtime, and that time of the year, it is made for grilling and chilling. You two can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order. And if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com to get yours today. And you can check out the sponsor section of our website. back you're listening to the southern fried philosophy podcast and we've got in studio with us ethan and he brought his dad with him named chris <laughs> he's from red hill <laughs> he's from red hill and ethan is live wire today yeah there he goes ethan's live wire 24 <laughs> 7 ready right? to go very cool so um chris you're from uh, red hill uh, which is uh is it red hill or red hills it's red hill okay singular singular when i when i googled it it said red hill Maybe it's or hills. Hmm. There is a Red Hills. Uh, there is a Red Hills in Australia, actually. Yep. Okay. There so there's go. a lot of Red Hills and brewing on Red Hills, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also, the other day, I wanted to order something from the grill at 11 Union. Mm-hmm. Um, you may or may not know that there's a grill at 11 Union in Virginia someplace. And oh, I really? ordered from there, and I went to go pick it up, and they're like, wrong place, dude. And I was like, ah. Every, every town has a Union Street and a right. Church Street, uh-huh. so you're bound to get a grill right. at somewhere Union. Yeah. yeah. So, by the way, don't order that place if you're in Con- Conroe, Concord. <laughs> Where am I at? 
Um, so from from Red Hill Brewery, tell us a little bit about um, the brewery, where it started, where you know how how this whole thing came to be. Well, a lot of people know that Red Hill that's one of Concord's claim to fame. It was a plantation house owned by the Fifers, who are big statesmen here in North Carolina. Um, they had a tavern inside. Um, it was an inn. It was a place that people liked to come and stay. Uh, most notably was George Washington. Mm. He came and stayed. He did a tour of the South, stayed with the Fivers, who he was good friends with, um, and that put Concord on the map, at least in our minds it put us on the map. <laughs> hey, one of our presidents stayed with us, right? Yeah. He ate and drank, slept, had a good time. Uh, at least that's how we've built it up over the years. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we wanted to resurrect that tavern because um, wow. it, it's local history. And so Red Hill actually existed as a public event space above the Cabarrus Creamery, mm-hmm. owned by my partner, Hunter Huss. And okay. um, he named it Red Hill for the same history that I just talked about. And when we decided one night in a drunken stupor that we're going <laughs> to open up a brewery, it just made sense to call it Red Hill Brewing. And that's exactly what happened. Jeff Swatowski, he owns the um, um, CrossFit gym downstairs and... Um, Hunter Huss does as well, and we got together. We're good friends. We were drinking one night upstairs in the Red Hill public area, and uh, we're just kind of like, hey, let's open a brewery. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. And, um, you know, the next couple days, it was just our phones blown up with texts about how we could get this done, and, um, man, we we dropped everything we were doing, and at least I did, and we we made it happen. That's awesome. That's really cool. Had you done any, like, homebrewing? Um. We homebrewed for about seven years, and, and and life started to kind of happen, and I wasn't doing it as much as I, I used to until this moment happened. Um, okay. You see, I've got a very rambunctious little boy right here <laughs> who took up a lot of my time and still does, and I love being a dad to him. Um, but, yeah, I was a homebrewer and continued homebrewing. We, we have a massive homebrew system in Red Hill. Oh, awesome. Which is, that's what I love to do. I mean, I love the process of brewing. I love the labor of it. Um, I like what we create. I like what we can we get to share it with people so mm-hmm. very cool so what was the first beer that you brewed in the home the home kit so funny story mm-hmm. first brew i ever brewed uh was not drinkable <laughs> <laughs> um we we got an extract kit and it was called christmas cheer and me and my buddy uh eddie brewed this thing in my garage and anything that can go wrong with home brewing we did it i mean we had our hands in the in the beer uh we weren't supposed to nothing was sanitized we were just like yeah we can do this right um, we let it sit, you know, it aged for about a month. Um, we had a big party. We'd like to play poker. So we had okay. his entire neighborhood over at his house. Nice. Um, brought yeah. out this, we were proud of it. Like, yeah, we made beer, <laughs> we're like brewers, like <laughs> man. We opened that up and together the ceremonial first sip, right. opened the cap, both simultaneously took a swig and spit it out in his <laughs> sink. It was the nastiest, nastiest thing I'd ever tasted. And right then, um, had a moment of epiphany where, okay. This isn't for me, right? Yeah. A couple minutes go by, and uh, one of our good buddies comes up and says, well, let me try it. I'll be a judge. Mm-hmm. He tasted it. It didn't spit it out. Hmm. Oh, okay. Nice. Hey, buddy. He kept drinking. Mm-hmm. Ended up drinking the whole thing. Wow. Said this is the best stuff he had ever tasted. Took all 50 bottles home with him and drank oh, every wow. single one of them. And that's when I had an epiphany, uh, a second epiphany, that there is no such thing as bad beer because there's a beer for everybody. Hmm. Um, he loved it. And then we said, you know what? Let's do better. Let's make the process better. Let's learn it. And yeah. we start to dive into it and really learn it. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So how long did it take you to go from like going, eh, we kind of screwed this thing up to actually going like, hey, we've got a good product here? 
how many runs, I guess. To so when you start homebrewing, extract is the way to go, and you can get kits from, you know, there's suppliers all across the country. We uh, have, a, have a big supplier here in Charlotte, and they basically give you instructables with the recipe already put together. And oh, if wow. you're just good at, you know, making rice, you can <laughs> brew beer. And I say that to everyone who comes in and says, well, how do I get into this? Look, yeah. you can brew beer. Yeah. Brewing beer, anyone can do. Um, it's paying attention to the details of the cleanliness, the sanitizing. Right. Um, so that, that's where you can go wrong with beer. You have to be very meticulous. And in, the, in that aspect, it sort of becomes an art form. Okay. Um, to be able to mesh rigorous uh, recipes with the flow of making sure everything's mm-hmm. going to work correctly. And all you're doing in beer really is creating an environment for yeast to work. Um, I don't really make the beer. I just make something called wort, which is unfermented beer. Okay. Um, I put a bunch of stuff together, and I introduce a yeast to it. And mm-hmm. I hope that those two get along well enough <laughs> to create something that's delicious enough that all my buddies will drink. Right, just yeah. a matchmaker. The yeast do all the work. Um, so explain a little bit about the different types of beer. So I know like IPA is like one type of beer, and then you've got like a... A, a stout and what are some other like red like a well let me go like so our four house beers i've got an amber ale okay. i have an ipa i have a stout and i have a blonde and originally that's our focus is those four houses because they represent the palates of all the owners i'm an ipa guy i love hops okay. i like the bitterness that comes out of hops i want my tongue to stick out of my face and slap <laughs> me in the face because it's so hoppy i love that um, Jeff, my partner, loves dark beers. He loves bourbon mm-hmm. barrel age, but mm-hmm. he likes stouts, which is why we have a stout. Okay, which um, I'm drinking, by the way. <laughs> Hunter loves a lighter beer. He wants something drinkable that he can do. He calls it his long Daddy. mower beers. He likes to drink it in the summertime after he's done cutting his grass. Yeah. Blondes, and then even our amber is sort of a compromise between the blonde and maybe a darker beer. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so your your amber ales... Um, medium bodied is what we have. You got a little more malt presence than you do in the blonde. Okay. Um, not a lot of hot presence. Um, you want something that you can drink multiple beers of, um, but it's not going to kill you with the heaviness. Um, okay. That's our American Amber, and it's actually called Austin's Amber after my oldest son Austin. Oh, and it's cool. it's a delicious beer. It's the first beer we ever brewed together as partners uh, oh. at the homebrew level. Then there's the blonde and. Most breweries have a blonde, and the blonde is the segue beer between folks who've never had craft beer before and who are interested in craft beer. Because, in a second, because they normally drink in, like, dare I say it, Bud Lights, Miller Lights, Coors Lights, those type of beers. Uh Um, I've, you know, I've never had any of those type of beers, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we created our blonde. It's called Jane's Blonde, and it's a good compromise um, between or I should say a segue between that lighter style beer that you get in the store, your Pilsners, and craft beer. Um, and it's very similar to our Amber Ale. It's just not as dark, not quite as heavy. It's a delicious blonde ale. Uh, we frequently will blend it in a Rattler form with the lemonade like I brought for you tonight. Yeah. Um, and then you get into your IPAs, which I love, and it's just take hops, which are great for beer, I believe, throw them in there <laughs> and see how bitter, um, how citrusy, how floral you can make it. So maybe explain, like, what is a hop for those people that don't maybe understand what a hop is? Hops. So hop is a flower, and it's in a cone shape. It grows on a vine, um, and it provides um, for... It's an acid of sorts. We call it acid units. comes out of the hops while you're boiling it or while it's even sitting in the water. Okay. And it adds a percentage of bitterness to your beer. Um, Back in the day, it was used. It has a lot of medicinal qualities to it, um, and you would put hops in your beer to preserve it. That's where the the term India Pale Ale came from, is uh, 
Europe was sending beer into India as an export, uh, but what was happening mm. is they would get to India and then the beer was spoiled. Mm. Someone discovered mm. along the way that if you would load up the barrels with hops, the beer would uh, stay fresh. By the time it got to India, though, you had a new concoction. That right. pale ale became the India pale ale because of the bitterness that was coming out of it. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. So, And now today we take it to a whole new level. We have our West Coast IPAs. And we have our New England-style IPAs and our East Coast IPAs and whatnot. Um, I like a nice resiny IPA. Um, I want some floral and some earthy out of it, but I want a tad bit citrus as well. So I like the combination, and that's what our um, IPA provides. Um, I love the Simcoe hop. You know, like Germany, you know, they've got a beer purity law. It's it's water, hops, yeast, and, and um, barley. And uh, oh, over wow. here we say, no, we're going to put anything we want in the beer because <laughs> yeah. we're America, and that's what we do. <laughs> go big America. or go home. Yeah, yeah, they can't put anything besides those four ingredients in, right? That's like, correct. Like you can mess with the difference, at how much of each one, correct. and like when you put it in, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's how they get their differences. Which, just hmm. a little tidbit, our four house beers, our Austin's Amber, Jane's Blonde, our house stout, which we have yet to name, and our IPA, which we have yet to name, suggestions hmm. are welcome. Um, can I can I put my name in for the big and stout? The big and stout. The big I and like stout. That. There you go. I like it. And you could do the Mojo IPA. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you heard um, it here first. But those four beers, our house beers, do follow the the German beer purity law. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't add any other adjuncts into there. Um, it's simply water, hops, barley, and yeast. Now the five other taps that we have. That's room for me to do whatever I want and just throw crazy stuff in the beer. For instance, we had a pine stout over Christmas. Um, I got the idea actually from uh, Joel uh, Paget over at 26 Acres. We were talking about beer, and and I asked him, what do you think about putting like a Christmas tree in the beer? (laughs) That's what I wanted to do. And and he told me actually um, Ass Clown Brewing in Cornelius, their (laughs) brewer, did something. I think it was for a bottle share where he actually ground up his Christmas tree. Oh, wow. Which they're pretty crazy <laughs> over there at Asplown. And um, With a name like that, I feel like you yeah. have to be. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted to just temper that a little bit. Sure. Um, and I actually took a Christmas tree. I took pine needles and the branches and um, from a particular fir tree and put it into our mash to attempt to get aroma of the pine. I was sitting around the Christmas tree with my boys, actually, and I was like, I would love to have that in a beer. Uh, similar to a spruce beer. Um hmm. The spruce beers are still made today. Uh, they were made back in the day as well, um, uh, even Revolutionary War times, hmm. uh, Viking days, because spruce is, uh, was thought to fight off scurvy. It has antibacterial qualities to it as well. Wow. But I wanted it in a stout, and um, it was a great beer. Um, it, was, it wasn't for everybody, but it was almost – it was a really, really resiny and bitter <laughs> beer. Um, not like a Cascadian, which is a dark IPA, uh, but if you've ever wondered what – it would be like to taste a Christmas tree, you should have had our Tannenbaum pine yeah. stout. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so cool. with our other five taps, point being, we get to do crazy fun things, which is what I like to do. Yeah. Um, my, my partners are good about, you know, keeping me focused because <laughs> you know, I'll about throw anything into a beer just yeah. to see what would happen. <laughs> That's awesome. So with the uh, the German purity laws um, and your uh, house beers how do you get it so different like because those are pretty different beers with only using the four ingredients how are they so different like what's the we say four ingredients but uh, between hops yeast and barley i mean the possibilities are endless the combinations okay. are endless like the, different kinds correct the, okay the amount of brands of, of barley that are out there uh, maltsters and growers um, and then the different varieties within those um, each are are similar but yet 
may have their own touch on them. Um, and then you get into the percentages of the grains that you use within each recipe batch. Okay. Um, I mean, it's extremely proprietary to come up with a recipe because the chances of someone doing it exactly how you did it, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty slow. probably not possible. Yeah. Um, even on brew day, if you just put in all the variables of brewing, yeah. um, with, with water, I mean, each step of the process requires certain temperatures, requires certain time and to get it exact. That's why it's amazing. These, the bigger breweries, um, which I have a ton of respect for, um, you know, even in Charlotte, we have a lot of them. You mm-hmm. look at Noda, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite beers is Hop, Drop, and Roll um, as an IPA. Um, I wouldn't guess can, that one. <laughs> the consistency of it um, is pretty incredible that they're able to do that, and that's why those guys are called brewmasters because mm-hmm. they can make it the same every single time, and that's what we strive to do. Yeah, uh, We're focusing on our four house beers, getting those the same every single time um, because the variables that you throw into, um, look at, for, in, for example, wine. Uh, and I'm not a wine guy, mm-hmm. but I've heard wine people talk. Mm-hmm. And you ask them, what type of wine do you like? Oh, I remember uh, this so-and-so brand of wine, 1986. Yeah, the vintage. It was a very good year. <laughs> <laughs> well, what does that mean? Um, because that same wine uh, company is making that same brand, that same variety of wine every single year. Well, why is that year the best year? Well, the variables of the weather uh, the environment, mm-hmm. you know, what went into that year to make that grape that was grown, make that wine so spectacular. Right. Um, it's a variable that sometimes is out of a, a, a winemaker or brewer's control. Um, but yet we still got to go on. We still got to make the product that we're trying to make and put it out there. So you can see how those variables start to compound on top of each other. And that's why it is an art form for any brewer to come up with and create a beer the same over and over and over again yeah we've got some friends that um do they don't do the brewing part but they set up uh breweries mm-hmm. and the machinery and stuff like that and we always joke and call them scientists because that stuff is so crazy and so complex and you have to have a little scientist in you a lot of engineer mm-hmm. um, but brewing i i do believe that everyone can brew if you want to you have to have the want to right here's where the want to comes um Brewing is ninety percent cleaning. Ooh, uh, <laughs> not a fan of that. Yeah, if you <laughs> don't out. if you don't like cleaning, and you don't like <laughs> clean in general, you, you don't want to brew. Right. Um, you don't because the I, I can't tell you how many times we mop our floor during the day or clean kettles and, and sanitize fermenters and and lines and it is so much. Um, yeah, it <laughs> simply put, ninety percent, ten percent is brewing. Wow. I can teach you how to brew. I can't teach everyone how to clean. And if you just don't enjoy pushing a broom and a mop, you yeah. won't enjoy brewing. Wow. Simply put. So walk us through, like, what does what is it like to start from water and go to beer? Can you give us, like, an overall quick... You'd take a drink of your, uh, <laughs> your stout there. Yeah, here we go. And you think that's a lot of water. But man, that's amazing water, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's great water. I wish Jesus would have turned water into beer. To be honest with you, he missed a chance there. He did. Oh man, where would we be right now if everyone drank beer instead of wine back then? Sure. Communion would be so much more fun. Yeah, no exactly. doubt, right? Yeah. Amen. Um, <laughs> it would be uh, like peanuts and beer <laughs> instead of crackers. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so. Uh, I guess generally put the process, uh, we, we heat up water to a certain temperature. 
we apply that to the grains, uh, the particular grain recipe. We call it the grain bill that we decide upon to okay. give us uh, this uh, the beer. Um, we let it sit for a, a range of time, generally an hour. Um, you can fluctuate that depending upon um, your recipe and what you're trying to accomplish. You extract that water from the grains. It basically creates a tea within the grain, okay? And you're extracting it. And what it's doing, the hot water, is taking sugars out of the grain. And those sugars are the food source for the yeast. They're going to turn that now sugary water into beer. And so we extract it from the grain. We put it into a kettle where we boil it. And the boiling is a means of pasteurizing the beer. Mm-hmm. And then it also becomes a means to help extract um, uh, the, the hop acids uh, that are going to make the beer bitter for the really bitter beers. And most beers nowadays have some hop presence in it, even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, our blonde has some hops in it um, just to help balance out the malt flavor. Otherwise, you'd have a really sugary um, tasting, uh, very malt forward <laughs> beer. And you don't, sometimes you want that, but right. not all the time. Okay. Um, you want a balance. And so, again, you extract the uh, the malt, the, the sugary water from the grain bill. You put it in your kettle. You boil it, which pasteurizes it. You add your hops into it. Okay. Um, at that point, you're going to take it to the fermenter. You have to cool it down. Yeast can't survive in really hot temperatures. Okay, um, so you get sense. ours down to about 70 degrees. Okay. Put it in the fermenter. You introduce your yeast strain to it. After that, your work's done. Okay. All you're really trying to do is make sure the environment is really good for the yeast to keep surviving. Um, we... We control our temperatures in the fermentation room. Okay. Yeast do their work after about a week or so, uh, depending on the beer, how big the beer is. You have beer now. Okay. Um, wow, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds easy. It, it, it's, uh, like I said, it, that's the easy part. The, the hard part is the mopping afterwards. <laughs> um, you know, the, the first week that we started brewing on the big system, um, I can't tell you how many times we ended up having a hose in one of our hands that we didn't realize was still attached to the pump and the oh. beer like old faithful was a geyser going up <laughs> into the ceiling <laughs> all over us. we had so much fun with that oh, sure. um we went home many a night smelling like beer which really isn't that different from most nights so <laughs> do you ever get pulled over and the cops like hey hey buddy i fear that actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, we brewed today i'm sure i smell like beer now and um if uh, he's going to look at me. You've been drinking? No, I promise I have not. <laughs> I've just been making but it. But you smell like it. <sighs> <laughs> look at my shirt. Look at my shirt. Right. <laughs> Breathalyzer. <laughs> nice. All right. So after that process, then, so I, I was reading, um, like some of them like have banana flavor. So like there's a hint of banana flavor. What, do you actually put a banana in the fermenter? You can. I actually have a, it's a home-brewed five-gallon um, banana nut brown ale that I have sitting up in our fermentation room. It's just a small batch that we're mm-hmm. trying. Um, I like the idea of a banana nut uh, bread ale. Sure. Uh, but you get uh, different esters from different yeast strains. And banana is one that you get from like a Hefeweizen yeast strain, a wheat beer yeast strain. Mm-hmm. A banana is a note of the beer that you can get from that yeast. Gotcha. Um, some yeast can help accentuate, you know, hop citrusy flavors. Some yeast can um, bring out more of a like an apple, a tart flavor. Um, we use a particular yeast strain that's very clean. We want it to be clean. We don't want a lot of esters into our beer, um, and that's what you get like out of our house beers more specifically. It's okay. a very clean beer. You not you don't want the yeast presence, or we don't want the yeast presence to be there until we get into something that requires it okay yeah very cool what uh, what how do you decide which beer you're gonna like put on tap 
Like, is there a process that you go with your partners that say, this is the beer that we want to give it a shot and see how that sells? Um, and try not to be redundant, I guess, but the, the, the house beers we do, we, we focus on those. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones are sort of, hey. You just let it roll. We let it roll. Okay. Right? Yeah. I like that. Right now, we've, we've got a pale ale. It's a classic American pale ale. We call it the Preacher Pale after um, <laughs> Pale Rider, Clint Eastwood. Okay. There um, you go. We have a sour beer. Do you like sours? Um, I had your sour beer one time, and I, I enjoyed it. Did you have it with the raspberry? And you put the raspberry in it, so right? So that's in some. That's a beer in the style of something called a Berliner Weiss, uh, which is over in Germany, and it's a beer cocktail of sorts where they take their sour style beer mm-hmm. and they add different fruits to it at yeah, the table. It was, it was oh really wow, good. that's awesome. Correct. And what generally happens in our place is we we get a lot of. I hate to say this. Um, I don't want to generalize, but it's usually women more than men who come mm-hmm. in and be like, yeah, I'm not a beer drinker. Right. And he looks at me, the boyfriend or the husband or the significant other, and says, yeah, she's not a beer drinker. Yeah. I'm like, I bet you I can make you a beer drinker. <laughs> so Jeremy's going to love this place. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of the uh, lawnmower beer that you had mentioned. Oh, we like... got, I got you covered with the lawnmower beer. <laughs> Our Jane's Blonde and the Sour with raspberry Yeah, you will love. And what ends up happening is I have the woman try it and she'll say, well, what am I drinking? Well, I'll tell you when you're done. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And she'll drink it. I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like, yeah. yeah and it's beer. Yeah. And you said you weren't a beer drinker. And by the end of the <laughs> night, they have the mug turned upside down. I swear to you, that's not hyperbole. I've the... watched it happen and they're ordering it over and over and over wow. again. Um, you know, and some would call it foo foo. And um, I guess the, the beer snob in me kind of, to might roll my eyes a little bit like holy cow we're putting you know sugary <laughs> syrup into a beer but hey it's beer and someone's drinking it yeah. and they're having a good time and what i love about beer i mean i love flavor of beer i like the art of making beer um but ultimately ultimately what i love is the community that beer brings mm, together absolutely um, that's why we started red hill brewing it's about being with people i always say i don't like and i don't enjoy drinking beer alone I will. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it, it, does not, it does not give me the same pleasure as if I'm sitting down with you guys yeah. um, having a brew. When you're drinking um, the best conversation, the best theology, the best philosophy, mm-hmm. pun yeah. intended, right? Um, the best philosophy happens when you're drinking because beer helps to break down barriers, break down walls, um, break down any insecurities you might have. Mm. Um, you know, wine people might say, well, wine does the same thing. Well, I I might get in trouble here. Um, (laughs) Wine has a lot of alcohol in it. The more alcohol you drink, well, then you start becoming stupid. Right. Right. And I don't want to be drunk in front of you. Right. I just want to have a good time with you. I just want to take off the buzz just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I've got, I've got a couple, a handful of really good friends who are all uh, pastors uh, in various churches across the country, actually. Mm -hmm. We love to drink together. Yeah. Because the best conversations happen with these guys when we're drinking beer. Wow. So it's a it's a community thing. Um, I think it's genius, by the way. Like if you get your wife or significant other to, to say, "Hey, let's go to the beer, what go to the bar," what guys are gonna be like? Well, no, I ain't gonna go. <laughs> exactly. You know, right? <laughs> You're like, all right, let's go, babe. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, seriously, right before I came in here, we had a couple come in, and she said, "I'm not a beer drinker." Mm. Well, watch this, and I made her the Rattler uh, with the blonde and the lemonade, and it's still beer. Yeah. And it's almost three percent, even after I've cut it. It's still beer. And she looked at him and she <laughs> smiled real big and she said, holy cow, I love this. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. And he this looked at I me got. and said, how'd you do that? 
I was like magic brewmaster. Yep, got it. <laughs> so tell us about the beers that we're having now. So I've got a stout here. Tell me a little bit about it. This is an American stout and God uh, bless America. American stout. Yep, God bless America. American <laughs> stouts, classic American. Um, you have a little. You have some bitterness in it. Uh, you have some uh, fruity notes that come out in it. Um, I love Guinness. Um, I'm a big fan of Guinness, actually, and we actually have a book in our brewery. It's it's the Red Hill Book of Records instead of the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> nice. um, it's in honor of them because that's where the Guinness Book of Records came from. Yeah. And me and my partners, we like doing dumb stuff all the time. So we're like, you know, if we're if we're gonna throw a dart from one end of the bar to the dartboard, which is about fifty feet, and land it, that has to be recorded somewhere, <laughs> right? Right. And a hundred years from yeah. now, maybe the Red Hill Book of Records will be the <laughs> the, the new Guinness. Guinness correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we wanted to create something that was similar to that, being that it's drinkable. And a lot of people think, oh, I can't drink a Guinness. And I'm mm. like, look at him and say, why? Yeah. Guinness is so easy drinking. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's, creamy, um, it's not a heavy beer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and all of this came came our stout. Um, I have Now, I know generally how Guinness makes their beer. Um, and it, so it's definitely not a, a, a copy. I would never I, I aspire to it, but I'm mm. not going to... Um, make it out to be a Guinness beer. But that that's the style that we were going for. Yeah. The good. one on your right is our IPA Rattler. Okay. I want to bring that because it is our summer version, and my partner Hunter uh, demanded that you try the Rattler because <laughs> the Rattler is his concoction. Okay. Um, and it is delicious, and it is 75% of our IPA that is cut with 25% of our sparkling lemonade. Oh, wow. Um, which is, like I said, good on a, a hot summer day like it was today, all yeah. that spring <laughs> still hot yeah right. it is still hot and it is refreshing and i have i have no problem i'll make no apologies that i drink a little lemonade in my beer from time to time absolutely wrong with that. so it's would, very good would you drink that after you mowed the yard oh absolutely yeah you, like you would drink three or four wouldn't you <laughs> while mowing the yard yeah. <laughs> while mowing, right. we need one of those hats and we can just stick it in the exactly the cap wow. and let it funnel into our mouth i'm surprised uh that you said it was ipa in there because i don't taste any um like hoppiness or anything in it so the the sh- the lemonade is quite sugary, um, and so it is going to cut some of that uh, the hot presence out. Um, you would definitely taste it if I brought the blonde over. Okay, and I gave you the blonde rattler. You mm-hmm. would take a taste a, a, a distinct difference. Okay, yeah. Now we we've had a Sun Dog uh, in here with uh, from Whiskey Prison. Cool. Have you have you mixed those two together? Now that might be a concoction. Legally, I can't do that in the brewery. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. So are we so are you talking home? legally or <laughs> illegally or just at home. Just at home. If, if you, I would, would, I would say I could tell you, but every time I drink Sundog, I don't remember what happened after. <laughs> okay. so. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> so tell our listeners, where can they find you if they if they want to get grab a, um, a Rattler beer? Where would they, uh, where would they go? Sure. Now, uh, Red Hill is a speakeasy. Uh, we wear that proudly. Okay. Um, we don't advertise a whole lot uh, because we believe our beer is good enough and our place is good enough. We want you to come... And once you come, you will enjoy it enough that you'll want to come back. Uh, we like growing slowly. Okay. And, um, but we are above the Cabarrus Creamery in okay. between Union Street and Church Street. Uh, 21 Union Street South is our address, but we encourage everyone to come to the back door. We are up, st- up the stairs through the back door. We're actually above a CrossFit gym. Awesome. You know, behind the Creamery, right next to Little Robert's Craft Beer Bar. Um once you come upstairs, you're probably going to um, be breathing a little heavy. Yeah. You're going to look at me and say, holy cow, you guys were hard to find. <laughs> In which case, I'm going to pour you one of our uh, Red Hill Stouts, and I'm yeah. going to reward you. 
okay. for finding us. <laughs> we are hard enough to find that once you do, you will never forget where yeah, we're at. Sure. You will remember it. And That's you will awesome. have so much fun while you're there. You will come back, I promise. That's awesome. Very cool. And if you want to work out afterwards, you can just go down there to the gym. <laughs> the The CrossFit folks are uh, some uh, are a big crowd on Wednesday and Thursday nights. Okay. So avoid um, those for me. CrossFit, <laughs> CrossFit guys are big drinkers. Yeah. Uh, so, are, so are the gals. So um, I, I love them. Very cool. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So, you know, we talked about me being uh, the lawnmower beer guy. So um, I was telling uh, Big in here. Um, when I go into a brewery, sometimes I'm I go in and I'm asking like, "What's the closest to Miller Lite you have?" Because I'm a big Miller Lite guy. I would, and I ask everyone who comes in when they're kind of staring at the board. Well, yeah. What would you drink if you're at home right now? Right. Because I have something for you. Yeah. And again, that goes back to our four bases. Right. Uh, we want to hit every palate, right? And I would give you Jane's Blonde, and okay. you would drink it and go, "Holy cow." <laughs> That, that tastes familiar. Yeah. I I've, think I can do that. I've usually been able to find something, you know, somewhere. But um, is that an insulting question or is that just Absolutely kind of not. a let you know question? Nope. Good not to insulting right, me good. at all. Because um, I was a little worried about that and I uh, have gone in and been like, what's the lightest beer you have? Just trying to avoid I, listen, that. <laughs> I, you know, the, the, I have a little beer snob in me. And so that part might, you know, yeah. hesitate a little <laughs> bit. But um, again, I like beer and... Uh, but I like local beer, and you know we've got the big, big breweries that, across the world. Um, we don't have to name their names, and you mm -hmm. probably partook, and I have partook in those at one point in my life. Uh, but our our North Carolina breweries, um, most notably our Cabarrus County mm -hmm. and our Charlotte breweries, make great blonde ales, and the blonde ales are in the style of what you're asking for right. the lawnmower beer. So I encourage you to pick up if you're not coming to Red Hill to grab a growler of Jane's Blonde. Yeah. Um, our our you know, comrades who are brewing make great, great blonde ales that you can enjoy while you're cutting your grass. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Sounds good for me. That's one thing I've really admired about the, the brewers community is you guys like support and love each other, whether it's, you know, here, Cabarrus or wh wherever. It's like you guys are family even within that and you guys support that. And so I think that's really cool. Well, you know, iron does sharpen iron mm -hmm. um, and we've got very, very talented, incredible brewers um, around this county now and across the state as well. Um, and I told you earlier that I, I believe beer is, is a great relationship and community mm -hmm. drink. Um, I would be a hypocrite then if I would look upon uh, my fellow brewers as a competition because I like drinking beer with them and I like talking beer with them and they like talking beer with me. Mm -hmm. And the more we can talk about it, the better we're going to be at it. The better we're going to be yeah. at it, the more you're going to enjoy it. And the sure. more you you enjoy it, the better fun we're all going to have together. Yeah, um, That might sound a little cliche or, or um, no, maybe sense. even too philosophical, but I believe in that. I really yeah. do believe in that. Also, when I go out drinking, if I'm not here at Red Hill, say I go down to Savannah or I go mm -hmm. up to Asheville or something, um, I love hitting multiple places mm -hmm. when I drink. Um, I got to walk a little bit. Right. Sure. Uh, I got to, you know, make sure I can get from place to place, eat <laughs> something. Um, and so Uber. a little bit of exercise in between. So going from brewery to brewery is important to me. People like doing that. Not a lot of people like to sit at one place all night. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So yeah. it's good for us. There's no such thing as competition within the brewery world. Yeah. Yeah. There's very few industries that are like that. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Red Hill, we will uh, be visiting that. One thing that I will note about the place is you've got a game called Skittles, which I'm addicted to, by the way. I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's It has no involvement with the, the candy, which actually we <laughs> should try to involve Skittles in the Skittles game. Um, so Ethan did Skittles when we got up to the brewery tonight. He went right to it. Uh -huh. um, 
and uh, got got it into the 50 slot immediately. Oh, it was man. pretty amazing, <laughs> <See that laughs> which I think that's why he's so amped up tonight, because he hit the 50. <laughs> yeah, he's all excited. It should go into the book. A six-year-old hit the 50. <laughs> First time the Skittles is, I don't know why they called it Skittles, um, but it's a mixture of bowling and old-fashioned tops. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to explain it over the radio any better than that. <laughs> Interesting. You'll have to but come out to the bar and it's check It's one it of those games, the yeah. more you drink, the more fun you will have. Yeah. Listen, I had yeah, I had someone hit the uh, 100 one time, and you know how hard it is at the 100. Oh, yeah, yeah. He ran around the bar, the entire tap room, running with his hands in the air like yeah. he just threw the winning pass <laughs> in the Super Bowl, yeah. yelling. Well, Peyton Manning, he's, he's got a lot to do when he's retired. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, and I think one time when I played it, I ended up throwing the little top like halfway into the next room. I remember you I doing that. How that happened? Wasn't that it? That was at the Christmas party. It wasn't was it? at the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. You're right. you ripped it behind you, and I think it ended up in the vanilla ice cream downstairs in the Cabarrus. It very well could have, so. and thus that's why I was licking it off. So I apologize for that. <laughs> Sounds about right. We actually have a ping pong table upstairs now. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, I'm a big fan of ping pong. Who doesn't? Uh, we're encouraging people to come out on Thursday nights, uh, and, and we're trying to start a ping pong club. So okay. this nice. is the first plug for it. If you like ping pong come out the red hill um we're trying to find like a catchy phrase i thought about suds and spins or okay suds and slams but um we're gonna have a couple of tables up there it's a place to bring your kids and um just have some fun that's awesome nice yeah. very cool all right well thank you so much for being on the show i appreciate it um do you have a few more seconds we're going to do a bit that i call 10 and 1 so we ask you 10 questions and see if you can get it under a minute you got time for that you got it all right here we go are all you ready right. for this no <laughs> All right, so start the clock. And your favorite cartoon as a kid? Bugs Bunny. Uh, Hunt for Red October or The Hills Have Eyes? Hunt for Red October. Favorite beer that is not your own? Uh, Sexual Chocolate by Foothills Brewing. Hey, buddy. Uh, Speaking of hops, is it IHOP or Hip Hop? (laughs) IHOP. Best place to eat in Concord? Ooh, uh, Carm's Cafe. Your favorite character on Cheers? Um... Norm. <laughs> Everybody does Norm. IPA or CIA? IPA. Better barrel, uh, bourbon or wine? Come on. <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> Worst beer that you've tried to make? Uh, it was Christmas cheer. Christmas cheer. I made it in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So everybody has a spirit animal. If we had to ask you, what is your spirit food? What would it be? Oh, red snapper. Okay. All right. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, Chris from Red Hill. He is at uh, uh, 21 Union Street, so come by and see him there. If you got you just got to go in the back door, right? Always. That's basically it. Gotta, you always go in the back door. Got to go in the back door. <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, coming. I appreciate it. Thanks. And you brought the beers, and they're fantastic, so we will uh, Enjoy. Thank continue you. to be doing it. Thanks, Thanks. so much.